Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Throughout football history, wise men have congregated to bring you the best stats, predictions, and analysis of the game. These are not those men. Three derelict Oakland Raiders fans expelled from clown school for shaping inappropriate balloon animals at children's birthday parties and borrowing the school clown car to attend a Murphy's Law gig in Brooklyn. With no ambitions outside of rodeo barrel racing and the Shiner Circus, they made their way to the rolling hills of northwestern New Jersey and established a home at the Irish Cottage Inn. Surrounded by Jets and Giants fans, they called in reinforcements and established a circus sideshow of their own, known as the New Jersey Chapter of the Black Hole. Join the party each week on the Fan Club Blitz, a wild ride into the world of die-hard football team fan clubs from across the globe with your hosts, Splatterhead, Fitz, and Tom, Clown School Rejects. Yeah, fan club blitz, Splatterhead. That's Tom. No pots. No, no pots. pots. What's pots. happening? Pots is on baby duty today. Yeah. Well, pots isn't really. He's more of a fan club blitzer during the season. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Him and Mackie. We don't want to spoil him too much. Ma- yeah. Mackie said he might make an appearance today. Wow. We'll see. I, 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 I doubt it's going to happen. I, you know, I found my Flatus shirt. Maybe Did I should you? put it on if he shows up. You yeah. should do that. Yeah. The, uh, the lead singer of uh, Pink Mackie. 
Pink Mackey. We got a new band name for him every day. Mackey Sabbath. <laughs> it's it's going to be a constant now. Yeah. It's uh yeah. So anybody that's uh, in the area, you know, big Fourth of July doings uh that weekend, Franklin Day. Yeah. Hopefully it's not 115 degrees like last year. It will yeah, be. It will be. Yeah. And then uh. Either that or it's going to be pouring rain. One of the two. Yeah. Either way, um, we'll be I, drinking someplace. I'm going to be standing on the bleachers. I know where we'll be drinking. I'm going to be, be slanted, standing on the bleachers yelling Slayer. We'll be, dr- <laughs> we'll, we'll be drinking at my house across the street. In the air conditioning, watching them <laughs> yeah. out the window waving. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of what we did last year. <laughs> yeah, we pretty much. We, we braved it out for a few songs, and then we'd go back and uh, refresh ourselves. And then yep. come back again. Refresh <laughs> ourselves with some... Uh, what were we drinking? We were drinking Miller day? High Life. That yes, day. we were Miller High Life. Yeah, right. that's what you drink on a cold, Champ- uh, on, a, on a boiling hot summer Champagne day. Champagne of beer. It was cold too. You freaking yeah. load that with ice and make it ice cold. That's what you pour. Hey, down, th- man. this is the show I got to edit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah. but, uh, but I'll tell you though that, and that that's a good shout out for the old school coolers. You know, it was it was about a hundred something degrees easily that day, and I loaded them up in the the old school styrofoam that you get for that in the dollar store now because they're they're not cool enough for people. Yeah. That ice stayed ice cubes until about eleven o'clock that night. Mm-hmm. You know. It, yep. Sorry, it wasn't. What, what are these, those new? coolers that everybody talks about oh you mean like the yeti that's out yeah, like yeah, that yeti. yeah they work but i mean <laughs> listen in a pinch you know you go to the dollar store get that that styrofoam cool you load it up with some beer and ice it's gonna stay cold you know what there I, you go. I have a styrofoam one in the closet okay. <laughs> and the best part is when you get really um drunk uh, i gotta watch my language because this is the edited one i don't get drunk inebriated and when you get inebriationed yeah. at an event and you break your cooler you don't care because you go to the dollar store and get another yeah, one yeah you buy another one <laughs> there you go and chances are no matter where you are the dollar store's open so you can go immediately absolutely yeah. you know somebody breaks their yeti they're gonna jump off a building because they yeah. spend about sixteen thousand dollars on right. the cooler yeah 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 so uh football Football. There. What's We're going on? There. We're getting close, man. We are making moves. It's looking like the the Raiders want to bring one home to Oakland. Yeah. Before they go to Vegas. I think so. I think so too. Yeah. They at least want to get out there and uh, give Oakland a good uh, good competitive season. Anyway. Yes. That yeah. I think is going to be without a doubt. Yeah. I think so too. They're loading up with some some guys that that want to play ball and they want to play ball in Oakland. I had a. Uh, I think. Uh, Got to watch out for the Oakland Raiders and the Cleveland Browns this year. <laughs> I think so too. That would be um... somebody. Somebody yesterday, I was on the uh, loading dock at work. They threw the Jets into that mix. They were like, they could be. They're like, they, they pre- could be. They're predicting the Jets eight and eight this season. And another, I'm getting on the elevator, and a guy yells out. He goes, "Jets haven't won eight games in ten years." <laughs> <laughs> You know what the best part is? And it is true, though. The Jets, they're in the mix this year. I mean, they made some good moves. This kid's yeah. coming along at quarterback. The funny part is, is you know, they're all going to get excited. They have these new special travel uniforms that are shockingly black. Wow, where'd you get that from? Yeah. But the Jets' reality is going to be the Patriots will lose like two games this year. Yeah. After Gronkowski yes. retiring. Right. All this, like, they'll, they'll go like like 14-2. and two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what are the Dolphins going to do? I think the Dolphins are just, they'll be slugging it out with the Billies for last. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah I think it's, it's, all, it's all Patriots and Jets in that division. I think. And, and I think our division is going to be, look, I'm going to predict it, man. It's going to be us and the Chiefs fighting it out. Uh, that's, it's, that's what it's shaping up to be right now. Yeah. yeah. 
It's going to be interesting. I mean, yeah, the Chiefs are going to be there, but now let's see how much the NFL defenders have caught up to Mahomes this season. Sure. Yeah, they, yeah, that's always the big test, and you've seen it with them all, the, yeah. all the wonder boys and everything else, and it's like, oh, look at this guy. Nobody can touch him. Look what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, eh, a year and a half later, he's like, oh, I don't know what's wrong. Yeah, you don't know what's wrong. Yeah. Defensive coordinators are smarter than you. Yeah. That's what's wrong. And you got, you know, you have defensive end and linebackers that, that run like wide receivers and running backs. Yeah. And they're, they're going to catch you mm-hmm. and you're going to go down. Yeah. Like I always said, if they, if they can catch Michael Vick, they can catch anybody. Yeah. So, and yeah. if they can sack Peyton Manning or Dan Marino, they're going to sack Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. If they can do all those things to Cam Newton, they're going to do it to Mahomes. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because he can run and uh, yep. he can block, <laughs> he can pass, and they still kick his ass every day. Yep. Yeah. So, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I think they're going to catch up to him, and uh, I think I, I like us this year. And this is not me as a fan talking. This is me as a, a football person saying I like the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny though. After all the moves, you know, you know, they're not on my Facebook friend list, but I notice them on. Uh, Chucks, you know, you don't see all the little snide comments about Chucky anymore now. All of a sudden, nah. After all the, the moves he made nah. in the offseason, yeah. You see all the, yeah. You know, once in a while, you see a pop up here, but not like it used to be. Yeah. Nah. So what else we got Raider wise here? I don't know. Uh, uh, something about Clowny. I keep seeing his name yeah. pop up. How yeah. the Raiders should yeah, trade a that. pick for him or something. I don't think the Raiders should pay, trade a pick for him. But no, I don't yeah. think so. I think what the Raiders should do is keep this hype going about the damn quarterback. Yeah, I think that didn't that drop off the last week though. It, it did, but I think yeah. they should. I think they should pick it up some uh, more. Yeah, I think they should and too. get some picks yeah. from the Giants. Yeah. Let yeah. the Giants move into fourth. Yeah, and uh, you know, let them let them get a quarterback and give us a couple more picks. Yeah, I'll tell you, I still like Tom's idea, and it makes it does make sense. Although the Giants fans would tear down Giant Stadium, but you know, trading Barkley. For that pick, yeah. Because by the time they get on well, the Michael Michael K show Thursday, they were talking about how the Giants have now have serious interest in Murray, and they're looking to trade up. Listen, so. we talked about this. It, by the time you know, th- this is going to probably this is Eli's last season. Yeah, mo- more than likely as a Giant, if not as a football player. Yeah. By the time they get a new quarterback, groom them two, two, three years. The running back's shelf life is three, four years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Barkley's going into his what fifth year at that yeah. point. It's not going to be. They're not jiving there. No. You know? well, let's face it. Barkley runs hard. You know he he's you know he doesn't get hit a lot because he's so damn big. And but he runs hard and all his hits when he collides with other people, you know that makes for a short shelf life, eventually. I'm still waiting to see what Marshawn decides to do. That's what I'm waiting for. You know? What are you yeah. going to do, man? Because I think, I think that's like pretty much the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. They left it up to him. They did. Yeah. Yeah. So just let us know. You're on the team if you want to be on yeah, the, the team. The, if, the door's know. open, bro. Yeah. It's, uh, Listen, the, the supporting cast around him is better. He, I think he'd be crazy to not come back. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll come back. Man. I think I just, he will. You know, but I'm not going to, you know. If he does, he does. Yeah, you know. I hope he does. I think he does. Yeah, I think he plays one more year in Oakland, and if it goes really good, I think he might go to Vegas. I don't know about that. I'm not. I'm not with you on that theory yet. But yeah. well, it's not like you know. 
It's not far. He doesn't have to live there. It's true, but I, I mean, the only reason he's playing is because it's Oakland. Yeah. I mean that he's he yeah. he came out of the guy was already retired. Yeah, yeah. He, he came back for the city. Of yeah, Oakland. it still does require some sort of uprooting of his life. Right, right. You know? And he, he came back for the city of Oakland and and for his childhood, yeah. you know, team and uh, right. You know, but and, you know who knows? Man, yeah. I mean, if they look, if if they pull out this miraculous season and end up, you know, going to the big show, yeah. Well, that changes everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, well, that, well, that's what I'm saying. You know, if if they have an impressive season, they make the playoffs, right? Maybe even win a playoff game. You know, punch some people around. Yeah. You know, you know, <coughs> he might think differently about Vegas. Sure. Yeah. You know, now that he sees the direction it's going, right? You know, you could see right now. You know, he's probably like, yeah, it's a coin flip, right? You know, right. but. Because yeah, let's, let's face know. it, at the end of the day, you know, he's an Oakland guy. He's not a Raider at this point, really. Yeah. And he showed that. After that little brawl, his first season with the Chiefs, you know, and he protected his his hometown boy on the Chiefs, you know, that, that's not right. being a Raider, you know, it's no. being a that's you're no. just an Oakland guy, yeah. yeah, which is fine, whatever, just just hey, look, score he, touchdowns he, he's, and get yards, he, yeah, and he still did that, which is that's that's at yeah. the end of the day, that's what that's I want. what's important, yeah. absolutely. So, uh, but but that being said did, about being a Raider, and I'm sure you've all seen the you know his little Twitter clip or whatever from Antonio Brown, but he was. Training with uh, Romanowski. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, he's a Raider. He, yeah. he wants yeah. to be here. Yeah, absolutely, he wants to be here. That's man. good. And I love the Steeler fans. God, are going to overrated worst yeah. wide receiver yeah. ever. He's a cancer. Yeah. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. Bro, the cancer yeah. is still on your team. He's only he's only good because of Big Ben. I was just gonna say that. That's my favorite one. Yeah. He's he's only good because of Big Ben. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Big Ben's just the, he's the epitome I, I, of a I forget who it was. Another former Steeler said he came out and said, he said, here's the deal. He says, I, w- I you know, and I'm going to give it to you like this. Ben's a racist. <laughs> and, and Antonio Brown knew that he had to go out there and catch a ball from a racist jerk and that's what, that's, that's what yeah. all this stems from. But I think they messed that up, man. The guy read something wrong, maybe. It's rapist. Yeah, rapist. Yes, rapist. I, I don't. Know. He might be a racist too. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I, but but didn't didn't one of them uh, who was a pouncy write that open letter to Steeler fans and Steeler players that I didn't see about like uh, like trashing each other on Twitter and Tom's you know. either coming up with breaking news that we didn't know about. No, I no, I seen He's it making something up. But either way, let's roll. Either way, no, no, I heard it the other day. They actually read the letter. It was something like you know, it was to former players that you know that have been traded or got cut, whatever. You know, it it comes about like the the whole like the A B thing, where it's, you know he's trashing the Steelers and then Juju whatever Juju Schuster or whatever the hell the guy's yeah. name is, and he's like you know, if you guys want to do this, fine, but you're going to do it in private. If you need somebody's, to, you know, he wrote this big long dissertation or something. Ah, <laughs> like, F you, we're that. not a stealer anymore. Go F yourself. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but it was like you know he he like basically like pleaded for civility. Oh right, you know football. between former Steeler players and stuff. And listen, nah. listen, not you know not because he's a Raider now, but look at Brown. What are you gonna What are you gonna say? Like, all right, you're the best receiver in almost in your franchise history, just about. Give it, give or take. Yeah, you're going, and all of a sudden, your whole fan base is saying, "Ah, you're crap. 
We have this new guy. We have Jude. He's, he's better. We don't even need you. Yeah. Right. I'm going to fire back, too. Yeah. yeah. Get the hell out of here. Sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, who, really, who's better than him? Lynn Swan? Stallworth? No. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, Antonio Brown's a stud. Yeah. You know, I'm glad he's with us because now he can't hurt us. Yes. For one, and he wants to be with us. Yes. Big Ben. Yeah, he's 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 it. He's the quarterback everybody wants to play for. Yeah. What other receiver across the league says, trade me to Pittsburgh because I want to catch passes from Ben Roethlisberger? Nobody. Get the hell out of here. Nobody. <laughs> you know, you got guys wanting to go play with Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Big Ben's name doesn't come up in that conversation. No. So, uh, we, said, we said it the last time we talked about this crap. You had the best receiver in football and – Arguably the best running back in football, and neither one of them want to play for your team that's always in the playoffs every year. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Yes. <laughs> What's so, the problem? Yeah. <laughs> the problem is they're hearing footsteps from the Brownies now. Yeah. So. And the problem is apparently we don't know, and I don't know this for a fact, but I can only just guess. That uh, apparently Big Ben's a douche. Oh, yeah, apparently. And Tomlin has absolutely no control over the team. No. <laughs> so, and there you have it. No. Okay. Um, we're going to try some of. Uh, Chuck's hooch. Let's get his. Um, <laughs> I have to go outside and get the kibasi and sausage out of the smoker. <laughs> so I'll be right back. <laughs> this is reminding me of those uh, those soda bottle sized things of wine coolers they had back in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Sun country man. <laughs> and we're gonna be. Uh, this is uh, Chuck's uh, homemade mead. No, nope. the mead or the cider. What is, which is this? Oh, the ginger beer. This is the ginger beer. The ginger we, beer. We have to right. wait for Tom now. I forgot it. You we, know. we have to do our what are we drinking, even on this show. It's a staple now. It's bad when you're making so much alternate booze that you're you're, you're confusing. What I you're know. Be Actually, at. what are you drinking? I have your uh, your uh, IPA you guys made, the brown IPA. Yeah. Which is uh, very good. It's, it's, you know, it's flat. It's all right. Another week. It's, I've had girlfriends that were flat, too. Sure. Didn't make any difference. Nah. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, you missed a good episode last time. Yeah, I heard. I wish uh I wish I had been here for that. I would have loved to uh talk to that dude. Yeah, well. Yeah, it is what it is. We got there's another al- one. always tomorrow. We got another one coming up. Hey, listen, they were talking to the bass player from one of the best high school albums I owned. Yeah. That first suicidal tendencies album was Absolutely. Is it? You know, ground, uh, you know, game changer. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I hate to say it, I became a little bit less of a suicidal fan as the albums went on, but that first one right. was always, and still is, that's still in my yeah. rotation. Nah, it's still a great album. Yeah. I mean, I like a lot of the later stuff, too, yeah, but, no, but there is it some just stuff wasn't there. the same. No. Uh-oh, Tom's dropping sausage. You know, you people really- Now I'm going to have to go get Rogers. He's dropping sausage on the ground. Yeah, I had a casualty, man. You guys really can't appreciate this show. We, we're actually gonna have to just do a live feed so you can just catch the whole, the whole, yeah, catch the whole right thing. What's going on here? We got so much going on. We got Tom's got the, the smoker going. They're, they're making, they're making booze out on the deck. We're making beer on the deck. We're doing great. There's half the time. There's about a 400 pound dog that likes to jump around and go crazy on the deck, hanging out. All right, guys. Now I didn't pour full glasses on this stuff. Probably a, probably a good thing. It's a little sweet. Okay. Um, but it's... Uh, I like the smell. I'm, I'm a big ginger fan, so I love the smell. So, there we go. give it a whirl. What are we thinking? I like it. Think of Dark and Stormies, man. 
Dark and Stormies? Yeah. No. <laughs> you could do that. Yeah. That would be that would be Stormy. <laughs> yeah. You and, got And eventually it would go dark. Oh yeah. It's got <laughs> It's got uh molasses in it. So you're getting that back end of that yeah. molasses flavor. I like it. Did you ever hear that joke? Which joke? The mama mole, the papa mole, and the baby mole. We're going up the mole hole. <laughs> the father, mo- the father mole stops. What were the other two doing? Smelling molasses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like it. All right, all right, good. I'm glad you guys like it. I. It's, it's got a nice ginger flavor. I mean, yes. to, to me, nothing could be too gingery. So even if it was more ginger, right. I would still well, like it. Well, I, you know, I, I always drink, you know, tea with freaking steeped in ginger. Yeah, I love I it. Make that Polish freaking Highlander well, tea. It, That's got ginger no. in it. It, 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 it. You know, I, I made basically a ginger tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then That's I, nice. I fermented it with ginger, and <laughs> then a couple weeks into the process, I added more ginger. That's good. Okay, so. So I don't. I, find, I don't find it too sweet. No, I find it, just, it perfect. Actually, like the sweet sweetness pour, level. Pour me more. <laughs> I'm just not used to. I'm not used to drinking sweet things. Right. Right. So, it's. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, it's a ginger beer. You yes. know? I, my bottling process on this one because I was afraid of uh, glass exploding. <laughs> I I, I could have gotten a, mu- a lot more carbonation out of it. Mm-hmm. I actually find it's pretty damn good if I do like half a pint and then the rest seltzer. Because you'll find, you know, believe I, it or not, you're going to you find. Know, that would be good. You, you know, yeah, seltzer, club soda. Yeah. Fizz it up a bit. You're going to find um, here in a little bit that it does have a kick. Yeah. I, I, the last swallow, I felt it. I tasted it. Mm-hmm. The kick. Now, question. How much more does she have? I got eight more bottles like that. All right, so next time, you know, I just got, I ordered one of those, I don't know if you see those, the Growler Works Growlers with the, yeah. the tap, and it's got the CO2 cartridge. Oh, okay, yeah. I haven't even christened it yet. I'll rinse it out, I'll pour it in, because it's got enough carbonation in it with the CO2 cartridge, it'll probably just juice it up a little bit sure. more as it's coming yeah. through, so nice. we'll see how that rolls. Yeah. Cool. That would that would be, um, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's let's go into uh, part two. Part two, part two of, uh, of the punk rock. of the punk rock show. Murph Murph called the show and he asked us a question that Fitz didn't get to answer. Like, so basically, he wants to know, you know, with with the genre of punk rock, right? Where, did it, did where it, was the jump off? Did it originate with a movement? Did it originate with a band or a group of bands or a region? Yeah, like he, like for instance, he used um. The grunge scene in Seattle, where all of that was spawned from. Right. You wanted to know if punk was like that. If punk had something well, like yes. that, you know. So, what's your thought? We we kind of gave ours, but I always, we didn't hear from Fitz. You know, no. I remember back in the day, it was always said that you know it, it was born in the song "My Generation" from the Who. All right, a bunch of mods out in England in like '65. Sure, also they heard "My Generation" and yeah. that's what kickstarted. And you know, yeah, I, you know, I mean, the mod scene and the yeah. the punk scene, like in the later years, you know, it all kind of melded together anyway. I mean, yeah, I, I you take a band like the Jam, right? And to me, they're the Who. 
To me, the the jam, I'll put them up against the clash any day. Yeah. And and the jam is a hundred times better band. Yeah. Um, yeah, before people go crazy, you know, the Clash. I I still like the Clash, but the, I agree with Chuck. The the jam, the jam as a is, band or a better band. The, the jam was just the, the jam to me. You know, outside of the Who, and most people don't recognize the Who as the quintessential mod band. They were it. They, they were the first. But but you know yeah. because people in America kind of you know see the Who as like a hippie band. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But the Who was a was you know that's a mod band. Yep. And, and if you don't understand mod culture, you know, go Google that and look it up. Yeah, but and, the, and it's shown right on the cover of Quadrophenia when I, after that, you know, a dude on a scooter with the raincoat. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> the, the Who were mods, and they were, uh, you know, and they eventually got into the whole hippie thing yeah. and blah blah blah. But I mean, that was the that's because that's where the money was. That yeah, and but that is the defining mod band of the '60s, you know, and there were others out there. Yeah, but. But in the you know modern era, um, I don't know. The, to to me, I, I've been thinking about this since we did the last show. I don't think there's a jump off point anywhere in punk because, like we talked about, punk was an organic movement. You heard about this, you heard about that, you did your own thing, right? I mean, if there was a jump off point, there was probably three places where it jumped off: L.A., New York, and London. Yeah, absolutely. That's you, and each one was a different punk scene. Totally different scene, different yes. sound. So uh, you know, so there's not like so you can't like say it's like grunge. Okay, but where who, everything came from Seattle, right? Uh, you know, punk. No, you know, you had the L.A. scene. You know, they, you know, they all had their mohawks and stuff. They tried to emulate. You know, the London. Well, I mean, some of them did, but if you look at all the all the you know, great but, bands but, but out of L.A., like, but then like New York. You know, there was you didn't have rooster heads running around. But you look at all the great bands yeah. out of L.A. Yeah, look at look at look at all the punk bands yeah. that we recognize out of L.A. Yeah, they didn't have rooster heads. You're talking about Black Flag. You're yeah. talking about Fear. The, fear. You're talking yes. about the Germs. Yeah. You're talking about you know X. You're yeah, ta- Agent of, Orange. Yeah, Agent yeah. Orange. Angry Samoans. Yeah. None of the, none of those guys. You know, no. they just. And, you know, they were just punk. They just rolled out of bed, and, yeah. and you know. And if you yeah. want, and if you want to get really, you know, and and the, the, let me just backtrack on mine. You know, my thing was probably the Who. I should have said more clarification. I think that was the kickoff of the English punk scene, like the Sex Pistols and whatnot. But that that craziness with the Who, my generation. I mean, there was that picture of Townsend back in the day with all punk rockers, like just hanging out and like making faces and crap like right. that. Yeah. But let, I agree also with Tom. There's really no jump off point because if you want to look at, I mean, they just decided to call it punk rock. What it was, it was it was garage music that started in the fifties. I think on. I and think just you know I think that's the definitive answer, man. That's what me and Tom came up with yeah. last time. Yeah. It's like, you know, you know, you had you had some very influential stuff come out of England. Some very influential stuff come out of New York. Some very influential stuff come out of of California. But the reality is, is that right here in the United States, it jumped in, over like in the, in the 1950s. Yeah. Yeah. something was invented. Yes, and that what that invention was was the teenager. Yeah, because before that there was no. 
you know, if you look around the world, there was no teenage rebellion. There was no, no teenage. And all of a sudden, this no. rock and roll stuff starts out. Yeah. Right. And and so I think it all just goes back to Bill Haley and the Comets, yeah. Chuck Berry. Elvis. Elvis. Yeah. Buddy yeah. Holly. Yeah, Carl Perkins. Carl Perkins. Gene yeah. Vincent. Eddie yeah. Cochran. Yep. I mean, that's that. Yeah. You can't get any more punk rock than that. No. You really can't. No. no. It, that was like a combination of like you know black blues music yeah. and white hillbilly music yeah. and you just and it was raw there was no rule there weren't any rules anymore no and and then what that did was once the music came out then suddenly it it translated into what was happening with the kids all of a sudden the kids were like they were breaking rules man yeah they weren't like they weren't afraid. They were like, no, I don't care what my mom and dad say. I'm yes. going to Harlem and yeah. I'm going to go watch this this you know black band. I'm going to yeah. dance. I'm going to dance with you know black kids. Sure. And um, it, it just you know it I, I you know like like I, I said and you know I I didn't put it on the last episode because I wanted it to be part of part two, but that's what the whole world was worried about, man. Yes. Like the you know you're gonna turn all our little white kids into degenerate you know black kids. Yeah, re- yeah, re- reefer smoking, <clears throat> you know, black, yeah, black kids. You and, know, like and, I'm, like I'm Back to the Future. Hey right. man, because I'm look, not messing. I'm not messing with any reefer. Because like you know you you hear you <laughs> like 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 you 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 hear like you know people like nowadays like the the modern thing is like you know. With, uh, you know, uh, cultural appropriation or yeah. whatever the hell that is. But that's, look, man, Elvis, you know, Elvis was. Appropriated he was, everything. He was dressing like a black guy. Yes. He was, you know, playing, you know, basically black music, mixing it with some hillbilly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all those guys were, man. All those, all, that I mean, that's what rock and roll was. Yes. That's really the. That's where it all starts, yeah. and everything else came after that. Whether it's punk rock or grunge or, or yeah. what it, metal, it all came. It all came from it that all spot. Started there. It all came from that spot. It all came from Memphis. Damn it! it. it yeah, it all came <laughs> basically. Yes, you want another jump off point, Murph? Memphis. Memphis Delta Blues, man. There you go. That's where everything started. Rock and roll, punk, yep. metal, everything. Yep. yep. All came from the Delta Blues. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's it, man. That's, that's, that's it. the definitive answer, man. Yeah, punk rock came from Memphis. <laughs> punk rock came from Memphis, man. <laughs> and it was hillbilly. You heard it here. You heard it on the fan yes. club blitz. Yes, but listen, it's it's true, man. Because you know, depending, and you guys know how ridiculous I am with the, depending on what I'm posting, what I'm listening to. I mean, I can go. People don't don't follow me on Facebook or whatnot. I can go from like country music to like classical music in a matter ah, of 15 depending on how much and what i'm drinking my, it, mine it, and fitz's playlist it, it, it's very disturbing that you want to go see reo speedwagon listen first first two reo speedwagon albums were awesome yeah, me, that's me disturbing the, the playlist if, if you were if somebody were to open up listen it might hold on in my in my defense also they're not going to play anything i'm, I'm probably most likely not going to go sing them they're not playing anything from those first two albums because it's not no nah. I dragged my wife, and she's driven me home face from a bunch of shows that she's never wanted to see. Every once in a while, I got to kick one back. Oh, oh so so it's taking <laughs> hey, one for the team. Listen, oh, okay, okay. Screw I, it. Now, Fitz, I, now, I, now, I, now I, I understand. I've been to Dave Matthews too. Fitz, 
<laughs> even if you're not going to go, just buy the damn tickets because that's how we roll. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. I, I have tickets in my backpack for uh, what that you, you left in my mailbox. Yeah. For that. Yeah, we had a hor- yeah. L- last weekend was a very horrible concert weekend for the fan club blitz. <laughs> yeah, the uh, you know people you know, died. Splatterhead and Fitz had <laughs> had you know they had tickets to go see Whitey Morgan at the Gramercy in Manhattan. Couldn't yeah. make it. I had tickets to go see um, the Reverend and the legendary Shack Shakers in Altoona, Pennsylvania. I had a massive toothache, tooth hanging out of the side of my face. Yeah. I had to give them to. Uh, you know, Pat, OB, Pat but, and the other lunatics, and uh, but but at least the tickets got used. But so. but 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 at least your band is going to be playing local yeah, at the end of the yeah, summer. Yeah, and Reverend Horton, you could catch him at any county fair from yeah. here from here to California yeah, at any yeah, given sure. date. We yeah. may never see Whitey Morgan again unless we got yeah. to like Illinois, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. But, but yeah, it was, you know, but up until this time, the Shack Shakers never came to the Northeast. No, that I was, was actually surprised when I saw them at Stanhope. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. That was about the, cl- you know, I mean, the last time I seen them was like 15 years ago, and the closest they came was Baltimore. Yeah. You know, and we drove down there to see them. So. But, but getting back to the whole music thing, point being, like, I love, I love, especially old blues. Like you said, the Memphis, Delta Blue. It's awesome. Sure. That's one of the easiest transitions is if I'm listening to old 70s punk going from that blues back and forth. It's the, it's the same thing. It's just yeah. it's just slowed down. Look, if, if, if somebody opened up, you know, a thousand years from now when the aliens have landed or whatever. I don't actually I don't think there are any aliens. I don't care what all you people think out there. I think there's aliens. I think we're all alone. No, I think we're all alone in the universe. Rebecca has uh, a good story for that. Go ahead. But but (laughs) the truth is out there, Mulder. But a thousand years from now, whatever happens, if somebody were to open up my or Fitz's iTunes to try to get an idea of what people listen to in our <laughs> it's, era. It's not going to help. They, they're they're going to be lost because yeah. I put my music on shuffle for a long drive and Laura just looks at me like, I, how your playlist... How do you follow this? Your playlist <laughs> literally just jumped from Venom to Neil Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> it's you, amazing. And you turned Neil Diamond up. Like, yeah. Because Neil Diamond... Needs to be played loud. If my playlist was a human, it would be in a straitjacket. Yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you know, I went to see Neil Diamond a couple years back. By the way, I seen Neil Diamond too. I, you know, who I went with? I went from the original guitar player from Hatebreed <laughs> and the singer of One Hundred Demons. Nice. <laughs> nice. And and our wives, yeah. we yeah, we, I went with my wife. We're like Neil Diamond's playing, and yeah. the three of us were like, we're going. We went yeah. up to Connecticut, the Mohegan Sun, and we were the youngest people in the show at the show, yeah. which is rare for us because yeah. most of the shows that we go to, yeah. we're the oldest people at the show, yeah. you know, other than the bands. Yeah. And uh, but we got the Neil Diamond. We were literally the youngest people there, <laughs> and it was awesome. Yeah. And Neil played all the hits. That was the only concert I ever had to actually like get dressed up in a suit for. No, I didn't have to do that. Because no. we because my wife worked at AT&T at the time and her boss took us and he had a box at, I it was at the Meadowlands Arena and he had one of the boxes that was all catered and everything and she was like, "Oh, you know, she was like, 
I don't know if my husband will go. Uh, <laughs> and then she comes home and she tells me, Neil Diamond's playing at the Meadowlands Arena, and my, my my boss has a box, and it's all catered with free booze and everything you okay. want to go. I was like, I'm singing Sweet Caroline all freaking night <laughs> for free booze, baby. So, so, and, and sure enough, I was drunk in a suit singing Sweet Caroline, and after that, we went into Manhattan and went to some restaurant. And we're in the weeds again, man. Yeah, we're, we're off the rails. Yeah, yeah, we're in the weeds. So we we have we do have an interview coming up. And, yeah, and here, here's, I mean, the draft can't come soon enough, folks. No. Uh, you know, not for us. Two, two weeks. Because <laughs> we'll, we'll have more to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the hell you want to hear. Yeah, we got 12 know. days. 12 days and count. Right? I mean, we can regurgitate everything everybody else does, yeah. but Murph says, you know, what's the point? Murph says podcasts need to be topical. Yeah. Okay, well, we're <laughs> what are we supposed to talk about? Yeah. Listen, the, Murph, you know, when you have like 14, 15 different personalities, everything, everything's topical. We're yeah, talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was we, a pirate about 45 we, minutes ago. We, <laughs> we, do, uh, we do have an interview today. Cool. And what we're going to do is uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to split this interview into two parts. So we're going to we're going to have. Part of the interview is going to be on the Fan Club Blitz. Part of the interview is going to be on our new show that's coming out, uh, Inebernation, which uh, will be on, uh, you know, the Crow's Nest Podcast Network. Yes. Which, look, it's all one big happy familia, man. Yes. You know, it, Murph's Fan Cave, yeah. Crow's Nest, we all cross-pollinate and do yeah. each other's shows. Yeah. And, you know. Well, one big dysfunctional family. Oh, and we have some swag, but, too. And we do have some swag. We got we got stickers. Yeah, we have um, stickers that uh, depict our alter ego of the of the of the New Jersey chapter of the Black Hole. Right. We have our North Jersey silver and black. Yes, diecast all weather stickers. Yep, shield the Raiders shield. Yeah, you know a very very easy, North Jersey logo, easily recognizable New Jersey logo on it. Um, yep. You know, you can hit us up on... We're just uh, stealing from everybody. Yeah, man. you can hit us up on Facebook. That's you can hit do. us up on Instagram. All the info's on there. They're, they're nice stickers, man. And, and, you know, the the proceeds to that are going back into the show yeah. and to the tailgates. Yes. Yeah. So all you yeah. people that want to come out here and experience uh, a New Jersey yeah. tailgate with the New Jersey chapter of the Black Hole, yeah. North Jersey Silver and Black, you yeah. want that full experience, buy these stickers because yeah. that's yeah. what's paying for yeah. your uh, yeah. dirty yeah. water dogs. Yeah, go on. And uh, you know, buy a couple of stickers. It's yeah. not going to set you back too much. No, what are they? two, two <laughs> for eight. Yes, two, two, two for, for two. eight. And they're they're and they're big stickers too. The big it's stickers, not, nice getting, stickers. Yeah. Two for eight, and you can PayPal us yeah. at at uh, Fan Club Blitz at yahoo.com. All right, PayPal. Two for eight. PayPal. And don't forget to put your address. Yeah, include, I mean, yeah, include your. If you just want to send info. us money, then yeah, that's that's what's <laughs> going to happen. I actually if you had one. Your I actually had one person do that already. Yeah, just sent me mm-hmm. money, and I was like, okay, dude, where you live? And he's like, what do you mean? Send me stickers. I was like, oh, yeah. where do you live, dude? <laughs> you know, you know, we ain't all that bright out there in, ra- in we Raider Nation. We can email them to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could email you the pictures if yeah. that's what you want. But yeah. if you want the actual sticker. They have to go through the mail. Yes. The technology is not there yet for us to, you know, email the stickers. Uh, Yeah, we're working on that. Yes. But I I beg to differ. We're we're not stealing, you know, like picture logos or whatnot. We're borrowing. No, no. We're we're raiders. We're raiding. Honor. We're raiding, and it's what we get. Stealing is like sneaky. 
We're but nobody's looking. You yeah, sneak we're, in and you not, take something. We're, not we're, we're taking it in plain sight. We're rating. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's our reward. Yes. I think I was about to make an announcement. I think, yeah, you were making some sort of announcement. We, we have an interview. We an have interview. a guest there. Yes. Oh, that's right. A very yeah, special guest. Very special guest. Yes. yes. Tell them who we got, Tom. We have uh, the original bass player of Suicidal Tendencies and Lewisidal, Luigi Mayorga. Luigi. Absolutely. Luigi. Coming on the show. Coming on the show. Raiders fan. Raiders fan. Um, uh, I- iconic Venice punk. We're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get you know? we're gonna get yes. we're gonna dig deep into because there's 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 you know, there's punk rock, there's hardcore. Yeah. There's now in in my mind, there's only one band that literally created their own scene. Their, their own genre. Yeah. Their own look, yes. their own lifestyle. Yeah. Um, uh, you know the suicidal punks of Venice and Long Beach yes. and you know other parts of the country that yes. it all originated from one band yeah. and the, you know there was there was nothing else like it no. uh, never never no. you know and that's pretty amazing so we're gonna have it actually on, it, it, and it spawned the skateboard culture. It totally skate punk. You know, it, I yeah. mean, it, it, it like it, it flipped that right right off, man. Yeah, I, I it, it's just uh, you know it was uniquely at the time. It was uniquely Californian. Yes. it was uniquely West LA. Yeah, um, uniquely Santa Monica, Venice Beach in particular. Yeah. And, you know, and then, you know, Long Beach suicidal punk sprang up and there's so many bands that came out of that. Yeah. Excel. Like Excel. Yes. Uh, Beowulf, who we talked to. Yeah. Um, you know, Uncle Slam and and Luigi was behind all of it. Yeah. Because once he was out of suicidal tendencies, you know. Luigi played for Uncle Slam. Luigi played with Dan Clements from from uh, Excel in a band called Against, with the ST capitalized at the end. Um, Luigi played on. Uh, he played bass on Beowulf's Jesus Freak. Yep. Yeah, and um, uh, and and Dale was on uh, Louis Idol. Yeah, Dale yeah. was on Louis yes. Idol's. I mean, so this guy's been at the, and we're super excited to talk to yes. him, and, yeah. and and we'll talk to him about the band you know some of the old stuff we'll talk to them a lot about the new stuff yeah uh, you know tour plans um you know my favorite punk rock record that's come out in the last couple of years was this newest lewisidal record you know uh welcome to venice yeah or born in venice um you know we'll talk to them about that and we'll talk to them about the raiders too yeah so uh yeah hey like you were outside tending to your sausages we were talking that first suicidal album was that's game, off the game, hook, changer. game changer. Game changer. Yeah, game changer record, man. They were playing at the show place in Dover. We seen that. All of us were there. Yeah, and that was monumental in my punk rock. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. for the me. That I was did. monumental in my life. That's one yes. of the records that you know people talk about. Is there a record you can point to that like changed your life? That's definitely one of them. Yes, that, that, oh, that and was... see and seeing those guys live, you know, have, have you know coming out here and seeing them live like right down the street from With my that, house was just like insane. You know, house. and a lot of these guys, man, they've gone on to like yeah. so much stuff. You know, yeah. I mean, you look at like, you know, I mean Robert. Uh, uh, Trujillo. Trujillo playing yeah. in Metallica yeah. now, you know. Yeah. He started he's Venice Beach boy. Started yes. in, in yeah. suicidal. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, then you got, you know, you, you look at, uh, um, uh, you know, Mike Clark has done so much stuff. Rocky George, Rocky man, George, with yeah. Fishbone, yes. you know, yeah. like he's, that's where he's at now, yeah. you know? Yes. So much cool stuff, man, that came out of that one scene that, yes. and it was its own thing. So you had yeah. punk, you had hardcore, you had, but then you had the suicidal punks Yes. with their own bands, with mm-hmm. their own look, with their own yeah. scene yeah. and and you know, so we're we're looking forward to that, man. It's gonna yes. be great. Looking forward to it. I yeah. got, I think, uh, and we'll, we'll we're gonna have part of that interview for the fan club blitz and part yeah. of it for an Nation. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So awesome. So we're gonna take a break. Yeah. Break yeah, time. So. Okay. Cool. We gotta re uh, we gotta re up our booze. We'll here. come yeah. back with uh, Luigi. Okay. Cool. Right. Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz, posted by the NJ Black Hole. We are here at the Irish Cottage in Hamburg, New Jersey. going on homie man how, how's uh how's the weather out in, in uh west la today man it's beautiful it's like 71 degrees uh blue sky calm wind it's, re- it's really nice nice yeah same here actually today yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, think we're, I, think, crazy. I think we have the same thing going on outside man we don't have the beach yeah we, yeah, we, we, we don't have the beach man yeah no beach <laughs> We got cows. Yeah, we have cows. We got some cows. Yeah. Rednecks and yeah. bears. Yeah. Bears. We got bears. <laughs> not, not the gun. <laughs> so listen, man. Where, where, where are you guys at? Where, where are you guys at? We're in New Jersey. Oh, oh. North, yeah, North Jersey. We're yeah. about, um, I don't know, maybe about an hour out, outside of Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, nice, man. We're, yeah, about, we're about the furthest you can get from where you are right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how familiar yeah. I don't know how familiar you are with Northern California. I grew up in a little place called Salinas. And uh Yeah, I know I I, I kind of know the area up there. Yeah. So I I've, I've been out here for like 20 something years, but yeah, I'm from out there too. Um, Very cool. <clears throat> so the let me, let me let me just say this, man. The last, like, I love both albums. The last album that you guys put out is probably my favorite rock and roll release in the last couple of years. Man. Yeah. And oh, uh, thank you. Nah, it's it's killer. Yeah. Um, it really, you know what? I mean, it 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 definitely touches on on the old uh, original Venice sound, um, but. You know, I, even like the Sky Rock Steady song you guys put on there is like better than ninety percent of like the Sky Rock Steady stuff that's been put out over the last decade. Um, hey, thank you. That means a lot. You know that song. Um, I remember in the, in the ska, we call it a ska punk Rasta funk band called Horny Toad. Yeah, yeah, and Horny Toad. I joined. Yeah, I joined that band in '89, right after the boot from you know I left Suicidal Tendencies. And, you know, it's, uh, so that song was, was a horny toad song. And it's, I don't know, it's about 15, 20 years old. And I was just like, you know what? I, and, and, but we never recorded it. So I'm like, I want to mix up uh, on this album and just change the lyrics around. And, and that's what we, what we got, you know what I mean? But I'm really, I'm really happy with that song, you know? Yeah. I know it's not traditional heavy stuff that I do, but I know it worked on the album. You know what I mean? I thought it that. It worked great, right, man. Yeah, yeah, it worked. That song sticks in your head, man. Yes. I, I'll catch myself like, S-T-P-I-C. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah, it sticks, man. It, it yeah. definitely sticks in your head, man. So uh, so, so, listen, what finally convinced you? Because, you, look, after the the break from from uh, that other Venice band <laughs> that that you should be very proud of, so we'll, we'll name it, Suicidal Tendencies. Yes. Yeah. You know, you should be very proud that, like, what you did with them is, a, fuck, is a fucking legacy. Yeah. And it will go down in history as a legacy. Right. So. We can skip all oh, the stuff. Yeah. yeah. We can skip everything that happened with them afterwards, yeah. but, but, but. Their you know, best stuff was when you were there. But you yeah. stayed active in the. You know, Venice scene. I mean, I think you played with what? Uncle Slam. You played with Beowulf. You played and, you know, you were you were at the board, you know, producing stuff. And uh, so you you were always involved. Right. With with Venice. But, yeah. But what finally convinced you to, like, do this suicidal band, man? What 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 got because I know when you guys started, I think you were just going out and playing like the old suicidal songs. Right. Yeah. Um well, I'll, let me go back a little bit. Why that happened like that was uh, after suicidal tendencies. I I kind of I kind of I mean I did Uncle Slam and everything, but after that I was just like man, I, it, it, the the whole scene kind of bums me out. You know what I mean? I was all walking around with a cloud over my head. So, I, but I still wanted to play music because that's that's my my inner core thing, right? So I just I just flipped the switch and started doing the scar with some friends and reggae and. But, so, I did that for, like, many, many, I'm still playing in Horny Toad. We still play. Nice. Same guys, right? So, uh, but, so, uh, fast forward, like, you know, uh, 20-something years, maybe 30s, close to, I don't know, 20-something, yeah, 20-something years, close to 30 years. Anyway, uh, I I was uh, I was working for Fishbone, and Rocky George was in Fishbone, right? Yeah. And, um, 
and they were playing institution, and I didn't know that. And I was a roadie. I, I was working my, I had a new kid. I was just trying to make money, dude. And I was just like, I went on the road for a few years with these guys. And but the first time they played, and and for the first time they played all through the years that I was working for them, they're always playing institutionalized, like the verse. I was like, holy! Oh. The first time I heard, it, I was like, damn! And like the kids went nuts, and like you know what I mean. So you know that was like, damn! You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And then, so that kept going and going, and you know, and then it got to a point where, like, you know what, I I, I want to start playing for the Yankees, you know. And I thought about how many songs I did, and I was just thinking about the songs that I wrote. I was like, this is a nice set there, you know what I mean? So that's why that's what happened. I was just like, damn, I, I should smarten up here and play my own damn music. And I, and basically, I wasn't sad or mad anymore about the split. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it took many years just to you know snap out of it. I had these badass friends of mine that were like, dude, use that name, go play it. Dude, this is all through the 90s and early 1000s. I just didn't have the heart to do it. Now I'm just like, okay, man, I want my shit. I want to start playing my shit, you know? Well, yeah. And you should, man. You had that one thing that clicked, that clicked, man. You know, and you were like, hey, man, let's do it. You know? Yeah. So I called, first one I called was, uh, you know, uh, Ralph. Um, you know, and he was on, and we got I got some other guitar players, and you know, I still talk to Rock, and uh, we're doing a show, Louis Silas in Tijuana, like next week. He was a hair nipple away from doing the show, so but that's we're just talking, you know. But hopefully, I like to get him in, and we'd be badass. Oh, yeah, man, man, that, oh. Would you know be, what I mean? that would that would be so cool if you had Rocky, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rock, Rock like that join the army lineup, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. yeah. Rocky George and Leeds were yeah. just yeah, killer, man. man. Yeah. He's a great, great player. But you yeah. should you should be playing that stuff. Like like we were just saying before we were talking to you, you know, if Suicidal only ever put out like that first two albums, that's all that's needed. Because you know what? I mean, was there good stuff after that? Yeah. But those first two were it. You know, especially the very first one. I mean, to me, that that was a game changing album. And if that was the only album that that band ever put out, I would have been good with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that was that was really fun, man. I, and I am blessed. That I was, I'm glad I was at the right place at the right time. It, everything had to be synced perfectly for that thing to drop the way it did, and and you know, be a part of history the way it is. You know. Well, I mean, you guys changed. You know, it, it's very rare. Right, like you, you have a lot of bands that are influential in punk rock or influential in metal or or whatever, whatever genre you're in. It's very rare that a band comes along. <clears throat> in fact, I think it's unique to what you guys did. You created your own scene. You yes. really created, like yes, like like so. There were there was punk rockers and there was, but you know, then all of a sudden, like this new phenomenon from that was uniquely Californian, that was uniquely Los Angeles comes out of suicidal punks, right? And it and it sprang, you know, Excel and Beowulf and, you know, all these other bands and this whole, like, community of kids that, that were adopting not only the look but, you know, creating their own lifestyle and their own scene just based culture. around... Yeah, their own culture. I, I can't think of another band that's ever done that. And um, no, I can't either. No. And you know, I know out here on the East Coast, we knew all about that stuff. You know, I mean, we weren't just in like you know Chicanos and stuff like that, but you know, we knew all about like the whole like Venice scene, everything like that, and we we knew all about you guys. So it was just like you know, and out here, you guys caught like wildfire. Out oh here. yeah. 
Like I was telling Chuck a story before when Suicidal's first album came out. We couldn't find it in any of our suburban mall record stores. So we had one of our friend's moms drive us into the city to this record store with everybody's money. And we walked in, we're like, do you have this album? And they said, yeah. And we're like, we'll take every copy you have. And we brought them back to the <laughs> suburbs, and everybody got their freaking album, man. <laughs> so, and that's North Jersey, man. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's no, it, it was cool. You know, like we were saying, you know, like th- there was that divide between, you know, metalheads and punks. Like, you know, you weren't supposed to cross over, you know, I don't know if it was like that out in the West Coast here. It was. It was like, you know, you can't be a metalhead and like punk, like vice versa. And then you guys came out and it was like, now it's all cool. That was yeah, awesome. you know, we were you know, we weren't trying to do that. We were just we were just doing our thing. You yeah, know what it's I mean? awesome. And um and it was I kinda of forgot what I was saying, but I was just thinking about the good old times, but we were just doing our thing for our friends because we, we hadn't put a record out or we everybody, you know, we were kids, you know, nineteen. And we just wanted our own record out because all these other bands had a record out just for us and our friends, you know what I mean? And um, I remember telling myself, you know, uh, I guess a couple years before that, we'd go to these clubs, kind of like disco clubs, and at the end of the night, this one club called Oscos over there in, in, in Hollywood, they'd play uh, Amoeba. I was like, who the fuck is this? You know what I mean? But, you know, at the end of the night, you know, there, there we are, and I was hanging out with some friends, not punk rockers, but there we are trying to slam dance all goofy at the end of the night drunk. <laughs> and, and so, like, and then so, like, a year after that, I joined the band, and I stopped listening to all my music, all that I was raised on, and I just went all punk, right? And I remember telling my friends, uh, who does that song, All Me Bar? <laughs> you know, I didn't know it was good, but... <laughs> Who does that song, All Me Ball? You guys know what song I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are the adolescents? Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and so, like, I go, well, this is because and back then I was all like, there wasn't too many polished records that I heard other than that. I mean, I, I heard, like, Black Flag and stuff like that, but, but that, that adolescent album had a, it had, like, a real rock vibe, like, medley and kind of punk, kind of, like, you know what I mean? And it was, so well, anyway, it was well produced, right. you know? Yeah. That's- yeah, and I was just like, if we can do a punk record that sounds like that and the energy of, like, minor threat, and uh, I go, man, that's all we wanted to do. And so that, that was my, my early influence in the punk was those, those albums, you know? So I think we did that. You, you, <laughs> you, you, you did I, that. I, you blew those both of those albums away, both of those bands away, <laughs> to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but those those are good albums. But but the the minds of Discord and the the other one I was mentioning, they're great. Nah, no, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, yeah. So I got to I got to tell um oh, what's his name, the guitar player from the Adolescents. What's his name? Um, anyway, I just saw him like, at this Nelly club, and I just told him what I told you guys, and he was pretty stoked to hear that. He was like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, man." So. So with Grant Estes and the, the production that we got, you know, the guitars and stuff, yeah, we we did that. And plus, you know, it was we were just doing it, man. But we did it from the heart back then, you know, and, and yeah. hence she got that out. So what was it like, like, you know, because L.A., um, you know, during that time frame, especially coming from, like, Venice, Santa Monica, like, you know, the whole West L.A. area. Downtown and all. Yeah, it, you know, I, I mean, I think you guys got a bad rap for a while like you know because you had like you had the look you had the the 
the, the hey bro I, we we deserved that bad route we, we just was stupid well that's that's <laughs> apologize that's no, because you know, that's where i was gonna go <laughs> we're, we're young and all we want to do is fight and cause trouble and we had our own look like i said everything had to drop perfectly for everything everything that happened the way it did you know what i mean the music the culture the style everything you know it, it could and, have never uh, happened we, at another time or place no, no, it was everything was perfect. Then, uh, but we did some. Yeah, I apologize for a lot of stupid shit that we did, but uh, um, yeah, so we we deserved a lot of that bad rap. No, we, we weren't. Ain't, you know what I mean? I listen, man. I used to go to you know. We'll, we'll, we'll all right. So we'll go, we'll go here now. I moved down to Long, <laughs> I moved down to Long Beach in the uh, in the eighties, and there was a place called Vendor's Ballroom. I think you remember it. Vendor's Ballroom and. Uh, and there was, you know, I think everybody working security there was from the Sons of Samoa. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then you had the Long Beach suicidal punks, right? And then you had, yeah, like, the, Nutty. Yeah, yeah. And then you had the, the whole Venice, you know, crew. Cause like, and for a while that was kind of like the only place a lot of those bands could play. Right. And, uh, but that was a scary place, man. Especially <laughs> if you weren't like, if you weren't from like, if you if you didn't know somebody there like it, it could get really rough man and uh so so uh, go back man give me some like crazy the craziest memory you have from fender's ballroom whether it was with suicidal or just hanging out or if you were in uncle slam or whatever at the time you gotta have, you gotta have something cool and you don't have to incriminate anybody but. <laughs> <clears throat> well you know i've been there i have for the time um but it was like you said; it was a very violent environment. You know what I mean? And and I, I wasn't used to it because I was. We were used to bringing it on. You know what I mean? But if you right. went there, they were bringing it on too. But the good thing about it is that there were suicidal punks. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, there were there was like a, a brethren. You know what I mean? And um, it was gnarly, dude. I was like, holy right. <laughs> And and good thing I was in with the right people, right? All the Samoans, Sons of Samoans, the Long Beach Suicidals. And that, but this one time I was playing, um, I think it was with Uncle Slam, and um, and I guess there was some skins there or something, and um, they threw something at us on the stage, and uh, what the? F- I remember going, what the? F-? And uh, all I seen was uh, the guy. I seen the guy's hand come back, like I, I caught the tail end of the throw, you know. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm on the mic. Who the? F-? I was talking. I was pissed off, and who the? F- then all of a sudden, I just see behind the dude, like simultaneously, like a, a finger point down, like point down, like is it him? Like I'm on the next one, they, him, and they just they mop this motherfucker. <laughs> 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 but it was just funny because that's how quick it was. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, some got thrown, and then you know, there's hands being like they're pointing, like this one, that one, no, no, yeah, that one, that one. And it was, it was, I was on stage. Get his and that was ass, fucking man. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. Another, one more, one more little story that um, I was there with Tiny. Do you remember Tiny? No, no, I don't. He, I don't. he was our, he was the suicidal roadie guy, big brother, hat flipped up, the biggest black dude you ever seen in your life, and he was a suicidal man, and he knew all the Long Beach suicidals. You know, I didn't even know him. You know. Right. I know a handful of them. I, uh, some, but I, I, I forget what click it was, but somebody was getting jumped out, and this guy that was getting jumped out came up to Tiny and goes, hey, man, can you just make sure you know, doesn't get out of hand? 
you know? So he goes, yeah, so Tiny and I watched this guy get jumped out, man, and they mopped him up pretty good, but, you know, he he, he got to live to tell about it, you know, because, you know, he you know, didn't, didn't get too bad for him, but he got pretty beat up pretty bad, but he got to walk away, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. Like that, yeah. common occurrence, and like, but the guy was badass, he was down enough and took it, you know what I mean? And didn't fight back, just, yeah, just take it. Sure. Like that, you know what I mean? See, I like I always think and I don't want to I don't want to stir up any bad here, but I always hear like, you know, uh Mike who I think kind of I don't know the dude, but I think like like you know, my opinion is that he kind of cosplayed for a while or still is cosplaying like and i know he's from what does that mean wait what would you say cosplaying cosplaying like like kind of wearing a costume you know oh um because i my feeling was from the outside perspective was that he kind of like when it was beneficial to the band to have that whole you know to have to have like the crews and the clicks and everybody out there like 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 you know throwing down then it was cool but the minute that it became unbeneficial then you try to downplay that whole like oh no we there's no gangs there's no we have nothing to do with that um and i think like the reality is that i was telling these guys growing up in california like gang culture like permeated everything in california so it wasn't it 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 was definitely huge within the punk rock scene and you can't really downplay the, you know, especially like, you know, the Long Beach Suicidals and like the, you know, the Venice Boys and all that. You can't, you really have to accept it for what it was at the time. But it, that just was part yeah. of the culture. That was part of, of being in Los Angeles. But my my thoughts have always been with like, with, with Mike was that he, you know, yeah, it was really cool for him when when it helped elevate his own status but then once it started to harm him that's when he kind of pushed away and was like oh no no we have nothing to do with that that's you know a gang culture right am, am i getting it right pretty much without me saying anything, i'm like i'm letting you go i'm letting you go at it all right. Well, uh, our, our, our heads very wise. Yeah. Well, yes. We'll, yes. We'll leave it there then, and we won't. We won't. No, but that was that was, you know, in a nutshell. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And and meanwhile, there's guys that are like literally going to prison and and dying. And yeah. Like putting putting in work. Putting in work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh. Because it, it was a rough scene, man. It was a real rough scene. And it, it and unfortunately, you know, I've talked to Dale about this. Not everybody made it out. And and the, those of us who did, you know, it's very, you know, yeah, you got to count your blessings, man. Because you, you made it to this point in life now. And none of us ever thought we were going to make it past 25 years old. Right? And, uh, and here we are. But we have to remember that a lot of people didn't make it. <laughs> And uh, and those homies went yeah. down. They went down for. So I understand that the, the resentment. I mean, I have no dog in that fight because I'm not from Venice. I'm not from Long Beach, and I don't. But I but I can appreciate the, uh, you know, not just from the band point of view, but just from the street mentality. I can understand the uh, the resentment and the anger that goes on there with. Uh, whatever. We'll we'll move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what do you what do you got coming yeah, up I'm, now as far as your uh, with the new band? Like, what are you planning on doing? Hitting the road? What's uh, the East Coast shows? Yeah, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, we're gonna do a Midwest <laughs> thing, but we're gonna start. We're gonna start, you know, like in Maine. All right. And then we did the East. We did the East Coast run last. I think last last summer. I think. And we went from like I think it was close to Maine all the way down to Miami. Uh, we didn't hit New Jersey though, but um, but we got a cool booking. A guy that you know books us, and we go on a van. We just down you know up up and down the coast, and we do it. But I'm probably gonna do a, a mid Midwest run in in September, and then soon after that, do an East Coast because right now it's, okay. I'm all about playing music. I'm balls deep and catching up and playing some music, you know, especially on this, you know, the old suicidal stuff and, and the new suicidal stuff. You got to play the so, new suicidal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Pump that out yes. there because it's so good. Yes. yes. Oh, thank you. You know, I, I don't I don't know why I, uh, my manager, Patrick, has been telling me that he's, uh, he's, telling, he's, he's saying you got to still, you know, stop doing it. You don't want to be a cover band. I know I'm not a cover band, but... Right, so, yeah. I'm, I'm, but, yeah, I, but they were saying it because I do have to put that fire under my ass as far as playing, you know, the new stuff, more new stuff, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of good new on those two albums, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I, sh- I should be playing, so. Yeah, dude, the, the, those yeah. two albums are, are phenomenal. You do an East Coast tour, and you're coming through North Jersey, play the Stan Hope House. Yes. And you'll you'll know me when you see me. Yes. I'll be. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll be What's it called? It's called the Stanhope House. It's in Stanhope, New Jersey. You'll see everybody. Agnostic Front, Chromags. Everybody plays there. Blaster, Nashville. Blaster just played there yeah. last summer. Yeah, Nashville Pussy, DRI. Hey, everybody. Hey, well, done. If you can, you know, every, well, everybody. done. If you could just text, text me that. You yeah, know absolutely. I mean? Okay. Yeah. And it's a small room. It's because, great. Uh, yeah. I am going to be booking an East Coast run. East Coast run will probably. A month or two right after the Midwest thing, I do, you know? Yeah. All right, cool. We'll L- definitely listen, yeah, and pack it to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. we will definitely pack well, it to you. Know, is, is, uh, is, uh, is, uh, is uh, City Gardens still there or no? No, no. City Gardens is long gone, brother. I've seen you guys in City Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> That's long gone. Show places. Show places, just a strip club, and that's all it is anymore. They don't have bands. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stanhope House now is kind of yeah, about Stan, it. Yeah, now. Stanhope, Stanhope House, but then you know they have places in the city, but you know, yeah, for North yeah. Jersey, Stanhope for, House. For North like, Jersey, grab the Stanhope House, man. Yeah, you yeah. got, and you you'll love right. it. You'll yeah. love it. Six inch stage. Yeah, you know, small room. Yeah, but it packs. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. I've seen I've seen touring bands in there on a Wednesday night, and it's standing room only. So. Yes. You're uh, you'd be good to go there. We'd love to. We'd love to have you. And you'll know oh. me when you see me because I'll be the only guy in New Jersey wearing uh, Ben Davis shorts, cholo tights. Yep. You know. Yes, <laughs> you will, man. You'll have Chuck as soon as you everybody, see him, everybody still yeah. laughs at me out here. Yeah. Like, What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> you'll know me. Yeah, right. You'll know me because I'm the guy with the long hair, Pap's blue ribbon shirt, and agnostic front T-shirt. And he, he, he might be the guy that you see getting thrown out of the out of the venue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, but I, you know, I'm old. I'm old now, so I won't stab anybody. It's like it, I, I have to. Get, I have to get pushed to real far beyond my boundaries that I used to have. <laughs> yeah, we don't like to fight. We know we can get down. Right. We just don't like. We don't like. Know, we, we don't. We will really have our backs against the wall. Yeah, we don't like to go there, but no. I will go there. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> if we need to. Hey, we try hey, not to. Hey. Here you go, man. I got, a, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, what are you... What are some bands you want to throw out out in, you know, Venice, L.A., bands you think are good, you know, that, 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 that we may that, not have heard. That, yeah. that nobody's heard that, you know, need to get out there. Throw us out some names. What, what kind, any, any kind of genre or whatever? Of course, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah any kind of genre, what? you know, you know, punk, hardcore, you know, yeah, funk, you know, like whatever. The, the funk, ska, you know. Yeah, there's a band of my friends down the down the way. They're called Meet Me at the Pub, and uh, they do like they do like ska punk Rasta stuff as well. You know, kind of like Horny Toad. Oh, and Horny Toad's not a good band, but but who else? There's a band from we've been playing playing a lot with uh, from Phoenix, um, the Asswipe Junkies, and they're like a, a real name. fun band. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great name. Asswipe Junkies, yeah, they're, they're a really fun band, and we've been we've been letting them play with us, taking them to shows and stuff. Uh, who else? Uh, um, brain fart. Uh, <laughs> but then, uh, who else? Um, um, uh, I can't think of them right now. But those two bands are, are really fun to play with, hang out with, and the music is, is really fun, too. Yeah, well, yeah, that's we'll, why I'm we'll, we'll definitely check them out, man. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, well, a couple more things if you got time. Thanks for thanks for taking yeah. the call, by the way, too. Sure. So, no, no problem. I'm just, I'm just kicking back, a little hungover, just relax. That's all right. That's we're, us too. We're yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're brewing beer. We're smoking freaking sausage. We're yeah, freaking. We're, <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, where am I at? Hey, Brandon, <laughs> hey, listen. You play stand-up you this could all be now? you. What's that? Yeah, well, did you guys uh, know Randy, Randy Now, what's his name, Randy? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Randy Now from City Gardens, but Randy Now's man yeah. cave. And, yeah. 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 Whatever happened to him? Um, He's still active. He has, like, a place called Randy Now's Man Cave, which is, like, a store in Bordentown, and he has bands play, like, you know, during the summertime and stuff, he has bands play out on the sidewalk. Um, City Gardens is long gone. They came out with a, a cool book. I don't know. He, you guys have, were in the book several times. Uh, <laughs> you guys have made a lot yeah, of books. It, it, it's called No Slam, No Slam Dancing, uh, No Stage Diving, No Spikes. Yes, it's the story of City Gardens. You know, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he was our manager for a minute. So we're not manager tour. He took us on the road, and he was the driver and took took money and or hookers took money from him. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, funny stories, man. Yeah. All right. Look, here, here's here's one for you. I'm gonna ask you a question that I asked Dale too. Um, what's uh, what's your most memorable experience from the Welcome to Venice tour? Because I've only heard stories, man. <laughs> I got one from Dale. Let's get one from Luigi. Uh, wow, well, there was a couple of good man. There's like a handful of stories about that. Uh, so, um, <laughs> we're I think we're in Gurneyville, Gurneyville, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're in a hotel. And there was like, I mean, literally, we had like one room with like maybe easy twenty heads in there, you know. 
at a prime. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it was like 85 or something. Yeah. Around this. So we were already, you know, the suicidal was a name already. You know what I mean? So um, we, but, so we're just having fun. You know, we're a bunch of punks with, you know, doing our thing. And uh, we're in our hotel room. And there was like, I'm like literally 20 something. We're all just during the day drinking beer. Um, and then all of a sudden we go, hey, man, be quiet. I hear something. And it was next door. It was a, it was some guy slapping around his girlfriend. And we started hitting the wall. Like, man, leave her alone through the. I think it was a, through the little heater or the vents. You know, man. Her, you know, we're being dicks too. You know. Right. He was a dick. We're trying to be more of a dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and then she, was, you can hear the guy go, like, man, you guys, you and this and that. We're all you and we're getting back and forth <laughs> at the wall and so I'm going over there well come on yeah. so, and then we all go come on come on so there was like 20 of us in front of the you know got in front of the door and we waited for the right time for him to knock and, and when, when he opened the door or when we opened the door because he knocked he pounded on the door we opened the door and we just hard as fuck like what we were like we had like our hands and everything and, like you know <laughs> but it was just like we knew damn well he was going to but you know, he he was sitting there with a standing with a chain in his hand. Like he was ready to get down. And we, but we, we there was 20, 20 of us gnarly <laughs> that wanted to beat him down too. But once he saw us all, he just turned and walked away and just went back to his like mother. <laughs> so that, that that was a really cool, you know, fun time. And you know, he came you know to bring it, but there, you know, he didn't want to. He would have got mopped up and. Eh. Nah. Too many of us. It would have been overkill. Yeah, so. He just wanted to be. A, just he just wanted was, to be a bitch and beat his old lady. That's all he wanted to know. Yeah. What was that? I said he just wanted to be a bitch and beat his old lady, but he didn't want to see the yeah, rest but, of us. But, but we wanted to have fun, like <laughs> we wanted to have fun, like you know, like you know, like his, you know, the effect of him seeing all of us, like sure, right there in front, just like what, sure, Poker, like that was to us. That was the fun part. You know yep, what I mean? Sure. Yeah. The, the oh, look on his yeah. face, like we're gonna f you up, no matter what you do. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know, you, we're just having fun because we know damn well he would have stepped up, but we would have we would have brought him into our room and yeah, know, that's right. Right. yeah. You know what the funniest part of that story is? Is that when uh, we, when we asked Dale for memories from uh, the the Welcome to Venice tour? It was also about Gurneyville, but it was a completely different story. <laughs> you guys were on acid in the woods. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I remember Dale. Dale was standing there. You know, we're, we're like outside by, I don't know where we were, but we're like off some road and we're all frying. And, and uh, I remember looking at Dale and Dale had his hands in his pocket the whole time and looking down. And uh, I'm all like, you know, what are we doing? You know, and, and, just about like 10 years ago, I finally asked him, you know, I go, dude, why were you standing? You, I remember you just had your hands in your pocket the whole time. You're just like, you're scared of something. You're just, you know, you're looking down the whole way. What, you remember that? He goes, yeah. I go, why, why, why did you have your hands in your pocket? Pockets the whole time. He goes, dude, I was afraid my hands were going to drop to the ground. <laughs> but, you know, like his hands were just going to fall all the way down and hit the ground. And I just started laughing my ass off because uh, that totally makes sense. So, that totally makes sense, you know. So have you heard... And it was funny because we, we got the acid from a bunch of, you know... Grateful Dead people, you know. Yeah, that's how he said you ended up in the woods because yeah. of the deadhead. Yeah, man. 
Yeah. That's some real shit. Yeah. So, so have and, you... Have and you our, go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Keep it going. So, yeah, so our driver, Larry, one of our one of our boys, man, he, he was frying, but, you know, he uh, he had this uh, a psychoda- a rainbow wig, afro. <laughs> and we got back in his van. We're driving, and we're all frying. He's got this afro wig with these black wraparound glasses with his long <laughs> nose. And he, you know, we call him boner body. And he's got this rainbow wig, and we get pulled over by the cops. And the cops are like, you take that wig off. <laughs> it's funny shit that I remember. Because we're all frying. They let us go, man. But they, they sweat us a little bit. We got to, you know, they didn't do nothing. But you take that wig off. And we're all like, off oh, tears. Like, what? Frog, man. Why are you yelling at us? You know, the, the, fuck, the, the cops pull over a van. There's a clown driving. <laughs> and, and a bunch of yep. guys in the back with Pendletons and bandanas on. And they're, like, yeah. and they're yelling at the fucking clown. I know. <laughs> That was probably that a safe bet, though. Yell at the clown. Leave the guys yeah. in the back alone. <laughs> Leave the guys in the back alone. <laughs> Obviously, the clown is the problem. In this <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But it was just funny because, you know, I remember, you know, he was all serious with his wig. Like, you know, was like, like he, forgot he, had it. he was all like acting all serious with his wig. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great, man. So, um, so have you? Had, so you collab? You know, you, Dale came on and collaborated with you a little bit on the last album. Have you heard any of the new <laughs> that they're working on? Because he's got, you know, he's got some new <laughs> going on right over over at the Beowulf camp. Yeah, he's got some new stuff. I heard some stuff is sounds really good, really good. Awesome. And uh, um, yeah, I was at a practice the other day. Sounds really good. They were, I think they were working with another drummer, one of uh, one of uh, the, the Louis Saddle drummers that we use. Uh, What's his name? Well, 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 Vince Salcido. Plays with Dago Abortions and nice. handful of the other bands. Uh, Cholo's on Acid. But um, yeah, it sounds really good. Cholo's on Acid sounds like the story that you and Dale just told. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that was us. <laughs> it's like, just yeah, added yeah, in, in the woods. But they weren't Cholo's. <laughs> they weren't Cholo's. They were Sui's. Yeah. That's, that's just the way it went. Um, that's funny, man. But yeah, you know, I know Dale is, um, I, man, when he lost Gina, it was like uh, rough. But I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a Beowulf album out where he doesn't have a song dedicated to her. And then he lost her, and I was really worried about the dude for a little bit. Um, but it seems like it kind of got him, you know, out there playing more and and being more active. And I think that's probably good for him. Um, and it was, I gotta tell you, man, that... That collaboration that you guys did, One Steel Soldier, is a great tune, man. Sure it is. That's that's yes. it's one. Uh, of, thank you, man. Yeah, it's, that's a, that that was that was a, another horny toad song. Wow, oh, my cool. my two that favorite was, songs on the records were horny <laughs> toad songs. There you go. And you, there horny, you go. What what soundtracks were were the horny toads on? Right, you guys were on some movie soundtracks too. Well, I, um. I know. I don't remember the damn. I don't remember. The, uh, <laughs> it was, but but I, it was it was nothing big. But I, it just it just hit me right now. We just got they just they, uh, we just got um, our that, the manager we're working with just got I guess uh, 
horny toad um, the song called Vampire Ska onto a, a, a movie, and we're just doing we're just doing the the paperwork for that now. I mean, I don't even know the name of the movie, but they they, they sent us a nice fat check for the song. Nice, nice, and it's called Vampire Scar, and it's um, it's on track. Nice. I think there was a TV show that you guys had a song on too, actually. But I, I I can't remember what the hell it was. But uh might have, might have been Shiver, the song Shiver. Yeah, but I, I remember when 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 I first heard it like playing and I told my wife I was like, That's uh that's Luigi from Suicidal Tendencies band. She was like, Ah, nice. Yeah. All right, so Yeah, let's let's shiver, yeah. So Man, this has been a great call, and we like we're we're gonna use this interview for two podcasts. We have a uh, a podcast that's just kind of all over the map, which is you know about booze, rock and roll, punk rock, you know. Um, and, and we exchange recipes. Yeah, we do that too. And we, and, and we have another. Oh, that's good. I'm a I'm a fan of food. There you go. Yeah. There you go. We and give then, the people what they want. Yes. And then we have another one that's basically a football podcast, you know. And uh, I I only know these two guys because I'm a Raiders fan, I'm and, I, Raiders and I meet Raiders fans in New Jersey, and we started a damn club. So yes. we we we're the uh, the official New Jersey chapter of the Black Hole. Yeah. Um, so there you go. You, what football team do you get down with, Luigi? The Raiders. Right. Of course you do. I've seen I've seen the hat, you know? Of course. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, but can you in saying that, you know, every it's Raider LA is Raider Nation over here, you know? Right. Oh yeah. Uh, um but it's really quiet over there all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I I grew up a Rams fan. You know, I have my Rams jacket, L.A. Rams. You know, my, yeah, my right, dad, right. Was, okay. you we know, I was a Rams fan. So I, I got a little soft spot in my heart for the Rams. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not an over-the-top. And, and to be honest, uh, I don't watch as much football as I used to. I like, I'm watching more basketball for some reason, but I, I still love football. And, you know, but I'm a, Ram, I'm a Rams fan, but more importantly and mostly a Raider fan. You know? well, look, hey, listen, listen, really quick. I have to cut ladder off here. Listen, you you play Stanhope House in Jersey. Do you come over here by by Groby's place? We drink some beer. We smoke some sausages. That soft spot for the Rams is going to harden up real quick, and you'll be one hundred percent Raider when you're done. All here. right. Well, I would love to. Uh, I'd, I'd love I to promise take that you that. Challenge. You know, look, look the. Um, you know, like, like uh, we appreciate. You know, we you know, we, we, we we can have some uh, North Jersey freaking you know herbal essence too, man. We, so, I, I was leaving that to that you. That's your forte. We, <laughs> we appreciate that that you know you're from LA and and the Rams were LA's team. Yes. Until until the Raiders moved down there, yes. and then it became you know Raiders yeah. Central. Yeah. But you gotta you know you gotta respect being being from the whole you know Venice Santa Monica suicidal scene that you know the Raiders shifted the game, man. Then then it was like that was that was the gang banging football team. Yeah. It wasn't. You oh know, yeah, it was especially like in uh, Long Beach, man. All those you know, all those gangsters, man, wore the gear. We all wore the sure, gear. Sure, sure. Oh, I got. You know, <clears throat> I got I got one more thing to 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 bring up, man. So so Long Beach, right, was was a was a big central part of like the whole suicidal punk scene. And uh, so 
I'm watching an episode of like Gangland a couple years ago, and there's, you know, that there's an East Asian gang in Long Beach that still wear suicidal hats, <laughs> and and I think they call themselves uh, Long Beach uh, suicidal something. Um, I don't think they have any connection at all. I, I doubt they've ever even heard of suicidal tendencies. Do they make really good, like, Korean barbecue no, they're, tacos? They're, they're, like a, they're like a serious, 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 like, Southeast Asian gang that, ah. that's dominant yeah, in Long they're, Beach they're now. Ah. But somehow, somehow that morphed from... You know the suicidal crowd. Have you ever heard of those guys? Do you have any idea what like? If- I'm not sure, but I just, I just know the the Long Beach suicidals. You know, with Dougie Nutty, my homeboy. Right uh, from way back. Yeah, way back. Yeah, but I don't, I haven't heard of the one you just said. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole like Southeast Asian crew, and they're wearing suicidal <laughs> hats and like and. I, like I, I watched the whole thing on them. Like these guys have no idea like where this culture came from. Maybe they bought but, the hats at like Neiman Marcus or something. No, like, no, you know, I think it, you know where like Slayer shirts were being sold. So. I think it's it probably <laughs> just organically evolved because yeah. they're in Long Beach. Yes, you know it just became yeah. what it is. But yeah. uh, anyway, brother, thank you for the time, and we really appreciate you coming on. And what we do at the end of these is we just say we, we give our guests a chance to just shout out you know anything you have to say message about you know what's coming up with the band or anything you want to say man positive negative throw it out there it's it's all right free well, thank form you guys for you. hell yeah man thanks again for having me um you know i get we're going to be touring um in august september doing a little thing in japan for nice. a handful of shows with uh, tsol and we're going to do a maybe Maybe two weeks in Canada, um, the north, uh, the northeast uh, part of well, not, the east coast part of Canada, sorry, and um, and then doing a Midwest run, and then after that, probably doing an East Coast run where I want to I want to play you guys' club and uh, check us out on Facebook, uh, Louis Saddle, um, the Louis Saddle Band uh, page, and uh, Instagram, Louis Saddle Venice Punks. Say what's up and uh, keep. Keep rocking now, and uh, thanks for, for uh, having me on your show. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. No no problem, brother. But just so you know, I live behind a bar in Ogdensburg, New Jersey, and we have a stage built right now. <laughs> so if you want to come and do one of your famous backyard shows, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> fly us out. You fly us out, and we'll do it. All right, hey, brother. Listen, man, listen. Hey, uh, but thanks again, guys, and uh, let me know when this is going to air or if you want to text me text me that club name because I'm seriously going to tell whoever's booking our next East Coast run because we didn't do New, New Jersey okay. the last time yeah hey. so we'd love to, I would love you know Jersey's badass man it's, it's hard to go over there and so you know yeah. I'd like to get a little bit of it you know what I mean yeah, yeah. listen sure. man we we'll, we'll send you all the details brother yeah, definitely. We hope you get out here, and listen, we'll take care of you. And another thing, I, I want to thank you for helping me to piss off every high school teacher I had with your first suicidal album <laughs> and the oh, actions man. that came from that album. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I want to thank you for, for uh, I learned a life lesson uh, when when I got into suicidal. I Like I told you, I lived, I lived in a town called Salinas. 
and uh, which is right next to Soledad Prison, <laughs> which is right next to where the uh, uh, the Norteño started up. And I learned within a couple of days after getting into suicidal tendencies that wearing a fucking blue bandana in that town as a 14-year-old white kid was a bad idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Better wear red, homie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm like, no, I'm just a punk rocker. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, man. They, they take things serious, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, brother. Thank you so much. And uh, Hey, man, thanks. I will, I'll send you the link as soon as this is out. You're going to be on both shows. So you're going to be on the Very fan cool. club blitz, which comes out this week. And then you'll be on a neighbor nation, which will be out in a couple of weeks. So I'll send you the link. Hey, and uh, hey, All right. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Cool, brother. Later. Take care, brother. Hey, thank you guys very much. Anytime you guys need me, just holla. Uh, we will, man. Right, right, brother. You might be Later. a regular guest. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun, fun, fun chat. Right on, man. All right, you guys. All right, uh, this is Tom. I guess uh, we're going to be wrapping up our show here. Um, if you have any questions for me or you want to call in and uh, talk about anything you want on uh, the Raider Fan Club Blitz, um, our number is 732-798-0257. Feel free. Ask me about Mr. Skittles. I love Mr. Skittles. Um, we're also going to give a shout-out to the Irish Cottage, uh, our home base. They are located at 602 Route 23 North in Franklin, New Jersey. And their number is 973-827-2090. And, uh, give us a call. Let us know what you think. Questions, comments, anything you want to say. Feel free. Talk to you next week. Bye. It's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.